Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Well, hey there, folks. This is John Duffin from Duffin Media. Welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the platform for all things to help you find your business voice. Better yet, find your authentic, true voice. Yeah, get what you want, find what you need, improve your results, improve your relationships, eliminate distractions, and get your message heard right the first time every time. And we're thrilled that you're back with us again today. Keep listening, liking, sharing. You're finding us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. Keep tuning in, and it's great to have all of you. And today, 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 I get to introduce Mark Gatta, who is a lot of things, and I love the way that things just tend to work out. So I've gotten to know Mark now, and I'm also lucky enough to say that I've been on Mark's platform, Neighborhood Spotlights. So first off, Mark, welcome to the program, man. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I don't know what to expect. I was telling you backstage. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> don't know what this is all about. I'm excited. Well, um, you yeah, want to be. Excited. Listen, I'll keep the Dateline style question. Let's do the Dateline style questions at the beginning. So then we'll just okay. get them out of the way. Why do you hate your parents and all that stuff? Let's get that out of the way fast. Sure. And then yeah. that would <laughs> this is the whole thing. I wanted you, and I'm glad you planted the seed. But the whole point of it was literally. I love the exuberance in the way that you tell a story. So that was really the the whole starting point. Not to mention, you know, a couple of guys that I am big, big fans of. So the All-Stars Network of Single D and Double D. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So I'm watching today and I'm noticing an insane amount of swag going on right now yeah. in terms of gear. Yes. So did I see correctly? You've got a neighborhood spotlights lid. Absolutely. Uh, oh, all right. So if I propose a trade between a Duffin media mug and a neighborhood spotlights lid, is that possible? Sounds fair. I'll do, I'll do better. I'll get you an Opus elite hoodie in conjunction with the Opus elite hat. I'm sorry. What with the Opus elite hat? And we could throw in the neighborhood spotlights. I'll give you three pieces. Wait, Mark, I didn't. Oh, the hoodie is. Okay. I love it. And thank you. And I'm 100% in. First off, anybody that's thrown a hoodie, I'm I'm completely in. And so (laughs) I immediately start checking. Oh, right. Post beach, late day at the pool. Yeah, we're going to be great. I love it. And I love the fact that you're hosting a weekly platform on Facebook. And. That's been going now for it's close to a year, right? Yeah, it's been about a year now. I mean, we're, we've been we've been growing. Our audience has been growing. I'll tell you, it's 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 a lot of work, and I'm sure you can attest to this. With your right. Podcast. You know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes between production, finding guests. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always a tough one. You know, last minute cancellations. You know, I know we even had a hiccup that you know we had a, a scheduling conflict. It happens. You know, mm-hmm. but the difference is we are live, um, and because we are live, there. You know, sometimes things get said that shouldn't be said. Sometimes, you know, guests cancel at the last minute. There's a lot that goes on and you have to plan for that. So uh, I love it. I'm, I'm kind of an on the fly kind of guy. So I, I do like that. I love the, um, 
you know, the risk that's associated with going live and things that could be said, or, you mm-hmm. know, a guest that may have done the wrong thing. And you're like, well, let's just take this a different direction. You know, you don't want to talk about that guy live right now. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And it's been going really well. We had an awesome guest today and we do this every Wednesday at two 30. So what got you interested in doing the show? But before, wait, you know what? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a step backwards myself, um, which is simple. This you're a Bucks County, you're a Newtown guy. And if I saw correctly, you're a Temple grad, which makes me happy. My sister Maureen is a Temple grad, which I love. Awesome. Uh, you're a Bucks County resident. Yes. You've been there. I said it to you before we started that you, I feel like if they were going to crown like the mayor of Newtown, it would have to be you. It would have to be you. Well, I'm flattered, John, but I don't know that. I, yeah. Go ahead, continue. But all I was going to say was, what, what's with that neighborhood that has the hooks in on you? Sure. Uh, so I am born born and raised in the area, obviously, right? So I yeah. live in Langhorne now in Bucks County. So I'm about three minutes away from my office, right across mm-hmm. Newtown Bypass. Newtown is really special, let me tell you. So uh, when we started Opus, and I'm not going to go into a, a ton of detail about this, but when we started Opus, the one thing that we wanted to focus on is kind of, you know, unlike the KWs and the Remaxes, no offense right. to them, they're amazing at what they do and they're the best in the business. Mm-hmm. We wanted to kind of take a step back and bring it back to the way things used to be, where if you want a realtor, you can walk in, you can talk mm-hmm. to someone face-to-face. And if you needed to just, you know, discuss anything real estate related, there was somebody there, there was a, a person there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we were always looking at these walkable towns, right? So we had the office yep. Ambler, and now we have the office in Newtown. Mm-hmm. And, and that was key to us. So we wanted a town that was very walkable, mm-hmm. a town that we could get involved with, a town that is receptive to what we have to offer. And, you know, and, and fortunately, Newtown has embraced that. But um, more so just, just, you know, we wanted to be a part of the community. And it's real. It, we found that, I mean, and you'll hear this over and over and over again with people that have started businesses in Newtown. You know, they didn't treat, though I, you know, I, I'm from the area. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. born and raised Newtown. I didn't go to Council Rock. I never mm-hmm. had a business in Newtown. <laughs> and I've owned lots of businesses outside of the area. Yeah. And they were so, so welcoming. And I've heard such amazing things from people. And they're so thankful that Opus is here. And they really welcomed us with open arms. So I'm so grateful. But it's just, you know, something something we said about that, that, that the community feel that we have here in the borough, that mm-hmm. every business helps each other, whether you're part of a, a formalized organization, whether you're not, you know, we're all here to help each other out. We have an art show coming up this, um, you know, this Friday. Yep. The framing shop came by today to offer their services to help us hang art. They brought over some wine for us to serve. I mean, this was unsolicited. These are things that mm-hmm. people do in the community and, and we'd like to reciprocate. And that was our, you know, the idea behind Neighborhood Spotlight. We wanted to be able to give back and and let everyone else shine. You know, we we do, you know, I'm a marketing guy. People know the bold head. So that's, you know, kind of comes natural to me. But we wanted to take that platform and allow, you know, allow everyone else to shine. So that was the idea behind Neighborhood Spotlight. Now, I was going to say, there's a very old school feel to that specific program. Sure. In, up to and including the old style newspaper and the intro and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Is yeah. Newtown that sort of like, like, oh, I'm sorry. 
even your office, which I haven't yeah. physically been to yet, and I damn well will be. Yes. But the fact is, it's it feels old school in, in, in a great way. Well, the building that we're in that I purchased, you know, when we opened this office was built in the early 1800s. So you oh, know, from an old school okay. feel, it, it is. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, we're, we're on the registry. It's a historic mm -hmm. building. We completely mm -hmm. re you know, revitalized this building and renovated yeah. it. It's, I mean, it, it is a magnificent building, but mm -hmm. you know, the architecture is just fabulous. The, I mean, just the, the, you know, the staircase when you walk mm -hmm. in, it has so much to be said about it. But Newtown as a whole, I mean, it's most of the homes in the borough are part of, you know, they're on the historic registry. So these are, you know, lots of old homes. You have that old world charm. You know, you can still walk and go to, you know, you can go and go to a butcher shop or you can go right. to grab your bread and you can mm -hmm. go and, you know, get a, uh, you know, go go to the, 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 you know, buy some records and books at the bookstore. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, grab a cup of coffee and, and, and sit on the, you know, on, on the corner mm -hmm. And there's people out 24-7 just, you know, enjoying everything that Newtown has to offer. So that feel to me is just something that's, you know, it's it really is. It's just so amazing. You know, when they say Main Street USA, this yeah. Main Street is Main Street USA. It's so great. Dude, I love hearing that. I want to walk back a step further. I want to I want to hear I want to learn a little bit about your folks. Uh, yeah. I, I love the fact that did I saw correctly. Oh, and did I see correct? You speak Italian? I do. Oh, I love Zapala Italian. Oh, and it's authentic, and it's authentic. <laughs> you know what? Oh my I, God. I took textbook Italian in school, but I speak a dialect from the town that my parents are from, and I can speak that fluently. But it's not. Um, if, if I were to go into different parts of Italy, let's say I went to Milan and Northern yeah. Italy, they're kind of they, they're going to look at me like, "What language are you speaking?" But I do. I speak Italian, and I, I, I you know, oh. try to teach the kids how to speak Italian. We have our dual citizenship, which is kind of cool. Um, I so didn't we, know that. Do we, oh, I love cool. this. Yeah, yeah. So um, you were saying about my parents. Yeah. So it's just, so they ran, they owned a business. Yeah. Right. So a couple businesses. So my parents came from Italy, right? So my mm -hmm. mother came over as an infant. She went to school here and right. so she was educated here. My father came over later in life. He was 20 years old when he came over. Oh, wow. My father, when he came here, spoke zero English, met my okay. mom, came back a second time, married my mother. She was, I think, 17 when they got married. They're still married, you know. Mm -hmm. 50 some odd years later. Oh, um, nice. But which, yeah, it's a beautiful story, right? So um, my father was a builder by trade. He came over originally and, and was doing like some handyman stuff and he yeah. did some design work and ultimately became a builder and mm -hmm. you know did construction work mm -hmm. and so on. And he uh, he did that and was very blessed, retired early. My mother, on the other hand, um, was a business owner. Uh, she owned a collectible store. So giftware mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Yep. So she started... Also fairly young, retired in her early 40s and did really, really well with it and uh, selling giftware, you know, wedding favors. And, you know, I think they're kind of a you know, thing in the past. Not so many people are doing that anymore, but mm -hmm. she was very, very successful with that. And that's kind of where I got my passion for sales. You know, she, I was yeah. eight years old and she would leave me in the store at the time she was smoking cigarettes and she would say, I'm going to go you know, buy a pack of cigarettes and, and go outside and smoke a cigarette for at that time, probably didn't need to go outside, but she would leave me in oh. the store for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm eight years old and somebody comes in and they want to buy something. I package it up for them. And I try to sell them something else just to make mom proud, take the money and close up, you know, and it was just really, really cool. So that was kind of my first, uh, you know, experience in, in, in selling. It was, uh, and it's just, it's, it's in our blood. I, 
can't get over it. Not to mention, I hear also when you say retired in their 40s. So people coming from another country, establishing two different business, you know, and an early retirement speaks volumes. You often hear those sorts of stories, and then you hear the parents are working into their 80s. And it's like, that's amazing, man. Um, But it also, they're also risk takers, it seems. And I'm seeing the fact when you started Opus, Opus Elite, pardon me, that when you started Opus Elite, that that's a risk. It is a risk. It was a calculated risk. So um, I will... I'll rewind prior to Opus, just so you can understand yeah, a little bit of my background. I won't take too much time on it, but prior do to it. Opus, I um, you know, graduated Temple, mm-hmm. and I was bartending and managing bars and making lots of cash, but not saving anything or not saving as much as I should, and certainly not living the lifestyle that I should. You know, And, and uh, at that point, I started working for a big retailer, Radio Shack, if you remember. You know, I time. definitely do, man. Yep. So I started managing those stores and they promoted me to a district management position mm-hmm. where I like kind of oversaw 20 something stores. And, and it was great. It, it was, you know, at, at 23 years old, I was making plenty of money, but you know, wow. if I looked at what I was making annually and how mm-hmm. far I commuted every day and how many mm-hmm. hours I put in mm-hmm. and I divided it up, I think it came out to about four bucks an hour. You know, <laughs> I was working like 80 hours a week. Right. So I got to the point, I'm like, wow, I have a career now. I, you know, right. I'm disciplined enough to know how to run a business because I was mm-hmm. running a big box retailer, the retail business for a long time. And at that point, I said, you know what? I need to do something on my own. You know, so my mother said, why don't you open up a gift shop? I'm like, selling collectibles? That's not me. I, I don't right. I'm at. She said, so what do you like to do? I said, I like girls. I like to tan. I like to do things like that. She's like, well, why don't you open up a tanning salon? I said, all right, sounds like a good idea. So that's what I did. I quit a job talking about this was the biggest risk I had ever taken in my life. And just to kind of answer your question, where it came from. So 23 years old, making, let's say, 100 grand a year, $5,000 a year, making a decent living, had some money in savings, Mm -hmm. quit my job that I had worked many years. I started at Radio Shack at 15. So I, you know, I didn't have a lot of, you know, so I was very young um, when I started. And that's all I knew. So I left that job. I gave my notice. I signed a lease at $3,000 a month, bought $100,000 in tanning equipment, depleted my savings, borrowed money from my parents, and signed a 10-year lease with hopes of making ends meet. And I was blessed enough to do that. And we did really well. And I opened up a couple other salons. And the end result was I did that up until I started selling real estate. and. Um, so it was very successful. It was it was called Espresso Tan, which is a combination coffee bar tanning salon, which worked out really well because when tanning was slow in the wintertime, uh, <laughs> so it was counter seasonal. So I did that for quite a few years. And towards, you know, mom's advice again, you know, Italian moms got to the point that my last salon was in South Philadelphia and I was still doing well. Wasn't doing what I used to do. Yeah. Fun. Hanging out in the corner with basketball shorts on, drinking espresso with my friends and making mm-hmm. a living was pretty good. But, you know, I had four children and my mom looked at me and she said, you know, listen, you have Maria, you have four little ones at home mm-hmm. and he's not going to be around forever. And if it is, it's certainly not going to be what it was. What else are you going to do? And that's when she she mentioned to me, she's like, why don't you just start selling real estate? I'm like, mom, have you seen some of these realtors out there? I, I, I think and I don't want to say that was better than that. 
But I'm like, I, I, I have a, you know, I have a degree. I've had experience running businesses. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just do it. And I'm like, I'll pay for your schooling. So she paid the 500 bucks for the schooling. And I, I said, you know what? If nothing else, it'll help me buy some investment properties, access to the MLS, you know, yeah. other you know properties at that time. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's that. That'll be good. That alone will be worth it. And if I sell a couple houses a year, maybe it'll pay for, you know, healthcare, you know, pay for something. Yeah. So um, that's what I did. I got my license and first year sold eight or nine homes. Second year sold like 20 homes. I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty good. Also. Yeah. Third, third year I had 30 or 40 transactions and I was still working at the salon at the time, 40 hours a week. So, you know, I, I kind of took a step back and I was talking to my wife, Maria, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, Maria, I know that, you know, the salon provides a stable income, but at this point, I think real estate's the way to go. And I said, if I can, you know, if I close up shop and, and sell off, you know, sell off the salon and we kept the building, but I said, if I can free up 40 hours a week, that should equate to another 20 transactions a year, mm-hmm. I think at a minimum. So that's what we did. We, we closed up shop and wow. never turned back. And at that point, you know, we sell lots of houses every year mm-hmm. and I needed workspace. So the workspace that I needed, I, I mean, I didn't need much. So I reached out to a friend of mine who had an office and he uh, owned a title company. He said, you're more than welcome to use this office. So I brought on Volcon, who is now my business partner with us. Yep. So I brought on Volcon and we were working for a company uh, called Every Home Realtors, great mm-hmm. company. And, and we were working with them. And I said, you know what? I need some office space. Volcon, do you want to share some space for me? And maybe we could start like a little team here. And we did. Within a year's time, we had eight or nine agents and we had a team. Well, next opportunity, we decided, why not? We're, you know, we assumed all of the overhead. We have the office space. We have, you know, our licensing in order. We have our agents. We're running a company. Why not do it on our own? And that's when we decided to open Focus. So we- Moved locations about a quarter mile down the road. This, <laughs> you know, this big building with lots of amazing tenants in it. And we're, we're here and we're running Opus. And you know, we have about 20, 20 or so agents. And uh, bills are getting paid and everybody seems to be happy. So that's that's all that matters. What was the draw for you in terms of, I'm sorry, I'll say it better. In terms of drawing others to come to you, sure. what was, what's the hook? What was and what is? You know, it's hard to say because I've yet to reach out and recruit anyone. You know, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not there to pick up the phone and say, hey, I see that you're with Keller Williams and I see that you're doing this and we can offer. That's that's not me. You know, I'm all about the law of attraction. And if mm-hmm. just like we met, yep. I think it's a beautiful thing and, and yep. you, know, you, you become a friend now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we're going for. Yeah. As we grow, will I eventually have to make some of those calls and say, I've noticed that you've done mm-hmm. this and we'd love to have you on board? I would think so. But up until now, I, you know, we've been pretty successful in bringing on agents. We brought another agent on today. Nice. And, yeah. And, and this was not, this was someone that just reached out to me. And normally, I think, you know, our biggest platform is obviously social media. Mm-hmm. And people see that. They see that we're having fun with what we're doing. We see that sometimes we don't take ourselves so seriously. They see that we're, selling houses. So why not put yourself in that kind of an environment where you can enjoy yourself, have some fun and make money doing it and and you know not overcomplicating things. So uh, most of the time when my phone goes off and it's an mm-hmm. inbox on my Instagram or my uh, my Facebook, 
if it's not a client saying, hey, can you help me list or you know, purchase a home? It's normally an agent from another company saying, I don't know, uh, you know what you're doing, but you guys at Opus seem like you're having a lot of fun. Can we just explore this a little bit further? And if I feel they're a good fit and they feel they're a good fit for us, I'm not worried about the volume that they're doing. I'm not looking mm-hmm. at only top producing agents. We have lots of new agents. We have lots of agents that are rock stars. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if they're willing to learn and they're, they're here and they have the right intentions, they're all going to be rock stars. And in my book, they're all rock stars. So, Oh, that's beautiful. You said something a little while back, and I'm a huge believer in it, but it wasn't easy for me to like be as trusting. You brought up law of attraction. So are, were you always, have you always been a believer in that? I have. I have been. Um, I, 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 yeah, I truly have. And I believe that just in life, if you set a story, and I tell my kids every day, if you surround yeah. yourself with people that are like-minded, doing good things, ultimately, you know, it will lead to good things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I've always believed that. Has it always worked out perfectly? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Right. Have we made mistakes? Sometimes, you know, big mistakes. Other times, you know, minor mistakes. But, you know, and you live and you learn yeah. you know, through your mistakes. But absolutely, if you don't surround yourself, you know, if I have a top producing agent that, you know, we just, we aren't like-minded and, and they're selling, you know, 75, 100 houses a mm-hmm. year, I don't know that that's going to benefit our company as a whole because it's not, this is not a, you know, volume-based company. We're not looking, though we, the lights have to stay on. We have to pay the bills. Yeah. That's not our, you know, our number one objective. My objective is to train agents and allow the agents to grow and the money will come. The money will come along, along with that. It's not about just bringing in people mm-hmm. for the sake of bringing them in because they, they've they been selling lots of houses. You know, you know, what do they say? One bad apple spoils a bunch. We don't have any bad apples here. In oh. I each and every one of our agents. And, and I would hope they feel the same about us. I, I can't help but think that they do. Mark, honest to God, my, this happened later for me in life, but that sense of allowing myself to follow that law of attraction, I mean, just really believe it, sure. has enabled me to forge some of the best relationships, even at a later stage than earlier, that I've ever had in my life. Sure. Professional, personal, it's it, it, it's just the it's an incredible feeling and if it was nothing more than great chemistry karma a good conversation that would be truly sufficient for me because it's huge but it does tie into business it does enable you and i think the key is like allowing allowing yourself to believe it and yep. that's to me i love the fact that you that you always did um I love the fact you just said a bit ago, as I keep telling my kids, humor me because I think these kids' names are great. Tell me <laughs> your kids' names. So my oldest is Pietro. Oh. Pietro is named after my father. Um, oh. And typically, um, that's what you do in, in, in Italian culture. You name after mm-hmm. the grandfather. So oh, after the grandpa. Okay. Like right. So it'd be my father. So my father's yeah. name is Peter, or Pietro is his, you know, his birth name. So we have a Pietro. Right. I have a Katarina, oh. my oldest daughter, Fiorella, which means little flower. And uh, that's my uh, youngest daughter. And then Donato. Everybody knows Donato. He's my youngest boy. Why he's does a, everybody know Donato? He's a tough one. He's, he's, uh, 
He's eight years old, and he, 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 my wife tells me every day, she looks at me and she says, after, let's say, Donato does something mischievous or, you know, has 20 teenagers following him and he's making the rules and they're listening to him. He looks at me and she's like, How's it, how is it looking in the mirror every day? I'm like, what are you <laughs> Look at your son. He is you. I'm like, Yeah, you're out of your mind. He's a pain in the ass. He's not like, you. <laughs> you. And I talk to my mother and she's like, Oh, he is so you. He's so. Uh. He's uh he's gonna be successful in life. He's, he's, I love. By the way, I think those names are beautiful. When I saw that's what I thought. Like I said, I love. I, I was looking. I said, hey, I told you I was Italian. The part in, in your bio, those. Two, I they, there's such a strong sense of family tied to you. Um, by the way, I I feel like I almost have to meet your mom. It's I I, I think the the that sense of business savvy. Not to mention compassion and what have you. But sure. that business savvy is pretty damn unusual. You know, and it's funny because you, um, you know, if you looked at her store at a glance, right. it's you know, in a shopping center and it's a gift mm-hmm. shop, almost like a Hallmark store, but higher end, right? Yep. And yep. What I, I used to, I remember when, you know, mm-hmm. people would come in and say, oh, this is a cute little shop and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd laugh at my mom because at that time I was a little bit older, 12, 13 years old. And she's like, right now we have about, $750,000 in inventory in here that'll be gone and turned over within the next six months. So it's not quite a little shop. <laughs> going out of that business and in any given year was pretty remarkable. Yep. And I remember many Valentine's days work in the cash register. And there were times that, you know, you use a little push button cash registers that the small businesses would use. Sure. And I can't tell you how many times just in one day, the register would actually break based on how so filled. Yeah, yeah. Well, break, not even that, just, just just from overusing it, the amount of volume. So it's like, oh, so we always had a backup cash register in case it broke. So, yeah, it was a great business. It was a great business. And, um, yeah, she uh, she started very small, and she grew into it. I think that's, that's uh, business 101. You know, well, you never want to bite off more than you can chew. Right, and sharing what you know, which I don't know if that's business 102, but just that she is was able to just give great business advice. That's what I was just saying. Just the sense of, I love her laying out the tanning business and the realities of future. Well, it may not be as much as this and you could do it. Why don't you go sell real estate? I find that amazing because it's also a reminder of how visionary somebody can be. And you just said it a moment ago, people have odd misconceptions. They walk into the store and they're like, oh, that's nice. Uh, Oh, isn't she nice? But meanwhile, has the vision to not just make that explode, but to understand how business works. To this day, I mean, I can't tell you how many times a week I call my mother just with, just asking for advice. You know, and it might be, you know, we have an agent that had an issue with such and such. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on how to handle this? And just, you know, bouncing it off of her. We're, We're thinking about possibly opening up another office. Well, Mark, Let's talk about the numbers. The numbers justify opening up another office. And oh she's very calculated in her decision-making. And I've learned to be that way. Though some people would look at me and say, Mark, you're aggressive. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're involved in multiple mm-hmm. businesses. I am so calculated in all of my decision-making. And I think that's why my business partner, Volkan, and I mm-hmm. get along so, so well. Because we really do, um, you know, we, we look at everything as a whole. And we're never looking to take the next step until until we know that we're, you know, where everything is in place, all of our ducks are in a row, and, and we make informed, calculated decisions on all of our investments. 
I cool love it. it. it it's really just, like you know, it's just, it's just a really cool way to communicate. Not to mention, you said it earlier, you've said it repeatedly, the sense of fun that comes from all of us. I see it in your show. I see yeah. it in your posts. Was it always easy for you to communicate? No, not at all. So a little backstory about me. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's talk about social media. Please. Uh, people are always, Mark, you're always on social media. Yeah. I see you everywhere. I go to Italy, my town in Italy, and people are like, oh, I know you. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and they, they know what I do, and I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as social media is concerned, I'm a very private person in my life. Okay. You know, um, you know, if, if something happens in my house, it stays, you know, mm-hmm. if my kids do something, mm-hmm. it stays in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't like to share that type of stuff. My wife and I handle our own problems in-house. Got you it. know, don't ever go outside and complain about not, you know, don't walk into somebody's house and say you're hungry. You don't want to go out there and complain about your brother and sister. That's oh, that's old school, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, Tony Soprano said it best. You know, today is 2021. In my house, it's 1942. And I tell my kids that all the time. You know, Dad, why can't I do this? Why My friend's sleeping over. I don't care what they're doing. This is my house. So anyway, um, I do, you know, I try to keep them grounded. And I try to keep that old kind of world mentality. But so right. my point in saying that is, is, you know, it was really hard for me at first to share these posts mm-hmm. on social media. You know, out to dinner with my wife. Well, yeah. we have dinner. Why do I want to take a picture and show the world? Well, I do because everybody else is doing it. I think it's important mm-hmm. to do it. You know, settlement day. Okay, we take a picture. So it's it's now morphed into mm-hmm. my kids know that you know our lives are. It, it, it's it's really. I mean, we there's very little that doesn't go on social media in the Gata right. household anymore, right. and it, it's probably against what I believe because you know if I wasn't selling real estate mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping Opus grow. I probably would delete my social media accounts mm-hmm. and you would never see me again. I'd be living on a okay. farm in the middle of nowhere, right. but it works wonders for our business. It helps the company yeah. grow. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten more and more comfortable with it. Now I have a marketing degree and I know we talked about this, uh, you know, a while ago, but I have a marketing degree and, you know, it, you know, marketing at Temple is made up of presentation after presentation after presentation. Right. I, to this day, even though I've spoken in front of, I mean, I, I speak in front of everyone and everyone mm-hmm. says, oh, Mark, your delivery is this, that, and the other thing. I don't know. I have such a phobia of speaking in front of people, okay? One-on-one here, mm-hmm. I'm fine with, even though we'll have, you know, tens of thousands of people hopefully mm-hmm. watching this. One-on-one doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Two-on-one doesn't bother me. Groups of five, seven, ten, I start getting a little uncomfortable. Okay. And when you put me in front of larger audiences mm-hmm. and I have to present or speak on something, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how comfortable I am with the subject. Mm-hmm. I, I find that I used to, and this is now changing and I don't know if it's just repetition, right? but I remember in college when I was giving presentations, I turned into a different person. And okay. you know, you, when you, when you said finding your voice, yeah. Okay. I may have, found my voice. And mm-hmm. in what, what, what I mean by that is I'm not allowing myself to turn into a different person because I'm in front of a larger audience. Right. If I don't speak correctly, if I say mm-hmm. water instead of water, if I, if I talk fast when I get excited, because I talk fast when I get excited, mm-hmm. I used to consciously try to slow it down and deliver more clearly. 
and turn into a person that I wasn't. And in doing so, the delivery came across as being false and rehearsed and pre-scripted. Mm-hmm. And that's not me. You know, I'm not the person that can talk to you and look at a PowerPoint presentation and go off of a script. But I am the person that can tell a story and I can tell you life stories and mm-hmm. be myself about it. Mm-hmm. So I found that anytime I'm, I'm presenting anything, right. whether it's to our agents about transactions and yeah. problems that can arise, mm-hmm. I tell a story now. So it's not mm-hmm. James sold a house, mm-hmm. Bob bought the house. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't do that. It's mm-hmm. let me tell you a story about this transaction that I had five years ago. Mm-hmm. And we thought that everything worked out and we didn't get this document signed. And let me tell you how that affected us. Mm-hmm. And now that I've had a fair amount of experience with selling homes and you've now seen you know, lots of things that have popped up, good, bad, or indifferent, right. I find it easier to kind of roll through my database of transactions and tell stories based on what I've experienced. So, and I do that with everything. It's, I, I try to tell a story with everything. And, and that's helped me keep, you know, um, I guess, attain my, my true voice. Yep. Because I'm not going to be somebody else that I'm not. I'm not going to try to be someone that I'm not. And I tell all of my agents that, you know, they, they sometimes they feel that, you know, I'm a newly licensed agent and mm-hmm. I got to put a suit on and I have to be proper and I have to present this home in the mm-hmm. right way. And, and my old broker at my old company said it best when I was you know, super nervous about my first transaction. Right. She said, Mark, just be your normal, charming self mm-hmm. and talk to them and win them over and make them love you. The sale will come later. And I repeat that all the time mm. because it is, I mean, that is sales. But mm-hmm. the reality is if you're a genuine person and people truly care mm-hmm. about you and they, they feel that you are doing mm-hmm. right by them and, and you have their best intentions mm-hmm. in mind, the sales come later. You know, this isn't, we're not selling used cars. You got to buy this house today. Right, yeah. exactly. So, But I remember, thank you for that. Because I remember one of the early for me, early videos of watching you and here's and the storytelling part was it because here's what it wasn't. And this is what drew me to you really quickly. What it wasn't was another round of granite countertops or another round of X bedrooms. And, oh, and I've had 40 lists and I've had 40 offers all over list and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't because that you can get off of a power or off a of bright. Um, and it wasn't. That's what I remembered. It was the storytelling part. And yeah. that's the endearing part. Honest to God, I love that you share that with your other realtors because that's one of the things I'm noticing. So your mom is sharing stuff with you and you're sharing stuff with the other people. That's a big deal, man, because that's the part where it's like that authenticity because it ain't easy. It was it sure as hell wasn't easy for me uh, to do that because I always wanted to be you. So I want to sound like Mark. So because he seems like he's got it. And I think all of this to say when I watch you do the features or when I watch you on your video solo or I was laughing at one video, by the way, I, I freaking love. So I think you were on. Is it Chef Mike? I believe is who you're on with. And you're okay. sticking your hands in some massive oven. And <laughs> OK, here's what I loved about it. It wasn't. Oh, now I know how to make whatever the Reuben and or Rachel and or whatever. you Yeah, great. How's that? Huh? Um, but what I was going to say, what I loved about it was you looked 
so enamored with the process that you look so in. And that to me was like, look, I can somebody I could pull out a book if you want to tell me how many slices of corned beef you want to stick on something or you know all that. But I just kept looking at you and you look like this is the coolest thing in the world. And you can't coach or teach that. And that's the reminder. It was what drew me to you immediately. I love your reactions. I love your reactions on neighborhood spotlights. I love it. I just like the way that you, in a sense, engage and react. And to me, that was the whole point. The whole thing is, look, as you instill in your other agents, oh, and I'll ask you this. Um, You were starting to talk about the stuff that you share with your kids. But I'll ask you, um, it's four different individuals, so maybe it's four different messages. But maybe, you know, but what is what is it that's important to you to instill in those kids in terms of the way they communicate? Sure. Um, well, in terms of just who they are as, you know, just individuals, the one yeah. thing I tell my kids all the time is, listen, daddy's not perfect. This is my first time doing this thing we call life <laughs> and being, you know, being a dad. So I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You do, you do, and you do. The four mm-hmm. of you always will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's okay. At the end of the day, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, these are my mistakes today. Tomorrow you fix it and you start mm-hmm. over again. So you don't go to, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just that that to me is important because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, society, you know, we all strive for perfection, but mm-hmm. I know all of my kids aren't going to be straight A students. I don't want them to be. You right. know, if my daughter comes home and she got a C and she did her best, I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. Mm-hmm. She comes home and she got a B and she didn't do her best. Well, she needs to get an A. So mm-hmm. do your best. Mm-hmm. Try to always do the right thing. If you don't do the right thing, if you treated somebody wrong, if you, you know, you, you smacked your brother because he pissed you off. Right. If you, if you if you didn't do your homework, but you told your teacher that mm-hmm. you did do it, make it right the next day. So mm-hmm. if you don't do it right, make sure you fix it the following day. So that's, I mean, I, I try to tell them that all the time. You know, that in conjunction with our faith, you know, we are Christian. We, we you know, we go to church. I think that's important to us. Great. Um, and, and, you know, and that kind of goes back to what you were saying about mm. um, how I seem really enthusiastic about certain things. And yeah. how, right? I mean, I think that's just that comes from our faith in that, you know, we have an appreciation for life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that you really do. Like, I appreciate you for having me on here. This is fantastic. Likewise. I appreciate, mm. you know, our now friendship that we've now spoken yep. to each other. And we've got to know each other. And there's so many things yes. in common. So I have an appreciation for that. So how can I not mm. be passionate? about sitting here with you today. Um, and, and it's just natural. I think it's just natural. So uh, I think that's that's really important. An appreciation for life and, you know, the good and the bad. You know, you, you know, there's there's some things, we've been going through some things here and, you know, and we, and we work through them and that's just life in general. You know, you have to work through the challenges and, um, you know, and do your best. It's our first time here together. You know, I don't know anybody else that lived life before and this is their no. second time around. Oh, they so. can prove it. They can yeah, prove right. It. They can prove it. They can prove it. You know, so you know, this is John's first time doing podcasts. You know, yeah, man. Life. This is Mark's first time on Neighborhood Spotlight and right. houses with it. You know, so um, yeah, this is uh, that's life. I think I love that message, and I'll add one more thing that you help with, which is. I think in terms of that following your or, or that that sense of law of attraction and, and seeing somebody's heart and things like that, 
I gravitate myself toward people that I don't feel are going to smack me down. That it's that's not a great grammatical way or a technical term, but I typically was the afraid type, much younger, and I was really afraid, and it was really a big deal worrying about what you thought of me. And you could be anybody, but you know, you it could be the neighbors, whatever. One of the things that I have gravitated toward, and you embody, by the way, is that big sense of enthusiasm and allowing somebody, and that, and and I mean those exact words. That's a privilege when you allow somebody to go all in in that sense of communicating, expressing themselves freely. One of the reasons it's not just that you're a success in, in what you're doing, but it's the way that you carry yourself around other people, which is why the smiles are so genuine. That I thank you for, because that's an open forum that you've allowed me to be in, which is when I'm communicating and I don't have to worry about, oh, oh, I hope you didn't, oh, I hope that didn't, oh, go. that is what to me is the real gift. And sure. you're reminding me of that today, that sense of law of attraction. That's a big deal. So that sense of you saying in your presentations that you don't have to say it perfectly. Hell no, you don't. Hell no, you don't. Um, as I said, we both know some of the most engaging presenters, communicators in the world. And the last thing I'd want them to be is, is okay. Gary V. Look, Gary V. Right. right? F this, F that, bop, 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 bop. And I mean, probably one of the most charismatic people that I've ever seen present. He's amazing. Oh, I saw him at a gym in Maryland. And <laughs> so, oh my God, he was right. You couldn't take your you couldn't take your eyes off of him. You couldn't do it. So this is the message. To me, it's that message of being yourself, being authentic. But yeah. that's why I wanted you here. Let me ask you one more last thing. Yeah. I know where to find you. You're you're a monster on social media, and I know where to find you on Facebook. And I how do you want people to get to you? I mean, listen, any which way. Uh, my, I put my phone number across the board. Everyone knows me. And I, my tagline on every post is my phone's always on. Give me a call. And I mean that. So, you know, if you have a question about real estate, you're not sure if you're right. going to buy, you're not sure if time, the timing is right, or you think you may want to switch to a different mm -hmm. real estate company, but it's definitely not going to be Opus mm -hmm. because you are located somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I've had people call me for advice all the time. So, you can call me on my cell, 215-630-2040, mark at opuselite.com, mm -hmm. or just Google me. You'll find my name somewhere. Just look up Mark the Bald Guy, and, and you'll find me. But uh, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, you, I'm sure you can find me. OpuseliteRE.com is our website, but, you know, I'm here. And if you can't find me, I'm sure you can find this man, John. So call John. <laughs> I'll my cell phone number for sure. So. Mark, such a privilege. My only other ask is this. Yes. Would you come back again? Anytime you'd like. Boom. I'll be here anytime it. you want. This was such a pleasure. We oh talked for an hour. It felt like right, right. I'm like, oh, it'll be over in a half hour unless I'm unless I'm engaged. You're the best. Listen. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I oh appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Mark Ada, I am thrilled to have you. Folks, you've just tuned into another episode of Your Message Received. Again, your home to find your authentic voice. Mark Gatta, Opus Elite, is a rock star. You got to keep finding him. And folks, in terms of finding, you'll keep finding me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing. Tell your mom. Tell Mark's mom. She's tell Mark's mom. Right? Uh, make sure she knows. And yeah. 
keep coming back. Folks, this is John Duffin from Duffin Media. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you again soon. Have a great day, all. Bye. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.